You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ with My Hammers 11. Hope you are all safe on the YouTube channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may do every time we put new content on. As always, I'd like to thank our lovely channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Another, another My Hammers 11 for you. I think I, we've done something stupid, like over 300. I need to count. Um, but whatever it is, everyone's a, everyone's a good one. And today's going to be a good one. It's, it's Jason. How are we doing, Jason? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Russ. I watched a lot of your episodes. Well, I love a lot of your episodes, actually. And uh, yeah, being a West Ham fan, it's a pleasure to be on. Absolute pleasure to have you on, my friend. I mean, there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them. As I said, there's over 500 videos on there. So there's plenty yeah. of people. You know, it's coming to the end, as hopefully, fingers crossed, of lockdown. But it seems that Netflix have given up putting anything decent on there now. Um, so, you know, people can, can carry on and watch hours and hours and hours of My Hammers 11. So I'm sure people will love that. Um, so some people do. Some people do. So, you know, um, how are we doing, man? How are we doing? Yeah, good. It's very busy. Um, it's all good. Um, yeah, just absolutely loving West Ham, to be honest with you. I think it's been a blessing that, uh, <laughs> irony, I think it's been a blessing that West Ham fans haven't been in the stadium, uh, to be quite frank with you. So I'm really interested to see how we get on next season. Hopefully we get um, behind the, the players and the manager and everything. And I'm sure we will. But as you yeah. obviously know, that, uh, you know, at West Ham, it's, we've had so many ups and downs, and I think the fans do get on the on the players' back sometimes. So I think having no fans in the stadium has actually been really good for us because it's given given our players our freedom to play. So uh, yeah, I just hope we continue to next season, and, and you know, once the fans are back in, we can all you know gather and support and, no, and fully back our players. Yeah, I agree totally, and I, I think it, yeah, I think it has benefited us to start. We've definitely definitely not having fans in the stadium benefit the team. Let you know, got them into a uh, into the groove. Now I think you know they're they're cacking, um, cacking. No, they they crack. They, they they can't wait to get fans back in the stadium. Do you know yeah. now? Because I think it just give us that extra push, particularly now. Um, you know, it would be great to have some fans in there to see some of these great comebacks. 
that we've been playing recently. And um, I mean, it's like the other day. It's like, it's like the Burnley game. It's just we've had so many days, sort of three twos, two ones, those sort of you know, small. Pitch. It didn't feel like we'd won two one. It felt like we were like five nil up. Do you know what I mean? It was just it was a complete. I just felt we were totally in control the whole game. It was just yeah. really bizarre. Really, well, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing with West Ham. I mean, it's kind of like a double edged sword, really, because in some ways, this season it's been you know, we've been, I mean, what's that? We're winning like we, we had like two goal advance. I can't remember who we recently played, but it was a couple of goals up, and it was like we we're cruising, yeah. And then it was like, oh my goodness, they're coming back. And then what we did, we just kind of sat back, and it's like, oh my god, it's inevitable, it's going to happen. But on yeah. the flip side, you know, we've had we're fifth place for us. With West Ham United and fifth place, so whatever Moyes is doing, we just got to trust the process. But as a West Ham fan, it just gives us heart attacks um, every single game. To be honest with you, so it's nice to actually be in a position where we're not going to be relegated. We're nowhere near going to be relegated. Nah. But now it's a stressful situation, which is a good set, uh, situation for us to be yeah. challenging for fourth place, Champions League. What the hell? I've never been involved in this situation. I know it's I've got weird, isn't it? Different different kind of whatsapp groups where it's always about kind of man united and liverpool's and chelsea's and and now suddenly me being a west ham fan i'm kind of into these talks now where we're talking yeah. about champions league so for me it's been i mean i'm embracing it to be honest with you i know what you mean it's weird because everyone's like it was funny the other day we were talking about obviously the burnley game and it was like oh it's oh it's stressful oh i'm gonna be really nervous and stressed it's like well it's different because you're, you're nervous and stressed because yeah. you could wait of where you're going to finish in the league rather than nervous and stressed. Are you going to still be in the league? So I'd rather have this stress. Yeah, exactly. the stress. I'll, I'll take the stress all day long, all day long. Because <laughs> I've had that stress oh, no. in the past. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're, we're going to be, you know, and uh, we'll see whatever, you know, I think, um, I think obviously every game's gone past. It's going to be like another big game. Everton is the next huge game, obviously, because I think if we beat them, that's Europe. Yeah. But yeah, what competition i'm not to be honest i'll be honest i'm not really fussed what competition It'd be great i mean champions would be amazing but knowing us and our current and, and and previous realms into the uefa cup and the europa league you know we'll play we'll play someone like fc burkakara and get knocked out or astro gugu <laughs> and get knocked out so we, you know, we spent the whole season playing fantastic football getting into the champions league one game that's it we're out bye-bye see you later yeah. um yeah. so i think yeah well, I mean, wherever we'll be, we'll be, as you said, it's been a great season. Yeah. As, as I said to you just before we started, you know, that Burnley game, that was our 17th win this season, which is the most ever in a Premier League season. Mental. And still four mm. games to go, man. Still four. And there's a lot to play for. There's lots of twists. Yeah, I think I'll Leic- be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Leicester, Leicester, I think, you know, they look, I reckon a lot of those teams, you know, the two above us, the two below us, would have watched that Burnley game and gone shit. Yeah. Shit. I mean, Le- Leicester, looking at Leicester's fixture, fixtures to come, they... You know, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say anything. No, you no, never no, know. No, no, no. It only takes two or three games, and then suddenly we're, you know, it's it's. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Well, the but, fact is, um, Chelsea got to play Leicester. They got to play each other. That's in a the massive league. game. That's huge. Chelsea have already got the Champions League in the back of their mind. <clears> in theory, Chelsea could win. I don't know if it's the semis or whatever, but they could win less games in the Champions League and qualify for next year's Champions League by winning it. Um, so you know, <laughs> and plus yeah, Leicester, yeah, they've got the FA true. Cup as well and Chelsea as well. Mm-hmm. But they got, and that's the first time Leicester be in the final for God knows how long as well. So. You know, similar to us getting into an FA Cup final, you know, for the last time, mm. for a long time ago. So it's the same thing. So, you know, and Leicester's got away Tottenham and Tottenham are starting to get some momentum. That's what I mean. Them. They've got freedom now, haven't they? They've got freedom. Oh, the Tottenham, more could do a, 
if Tottenham, could you imagine if Tottenham beat Leicester to get us into the Champions League or something like that? That would be so funny. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. All the yeah, you're Lasagna... right. You're, you're right though. It's, it's all all to play for. It's oh, all it's great. to play for. Love yeah, it. And it, it, and it's great. And I, I was watching a video today, and someone saying it's nice to go into the Premier League, and it's literally into the last game of the season. We're still involved. Mm-hmm. There's still something involved for us. Um, mm-hmm. Even more so, you know, whether we end up in Champions League, Europa League, or the Conference, one of them. Well, what one? You know, it's still it's like again. You tell us in in yeah. August last season, last year that this was going to happen. That's August, what I mean. You know, mental. It's, it's, it's it seems even weird you saying that. Like mentioning the Champions League and West Ham yeah. United Football Club yeah. in the same sentence. It's just like, yeah, it's it's after pinch myself. But anyway, remaining calm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and just see, but either way, Moyes has done exceptionally well. He has, yeah. Really, the whole really team well. have the backroom staff, and the team are playing well. Yeah. I mean, you know, they just and fair play to Moyes the other day. You know, with the Burnley game, he thought, you know, we'll have to go for it because mm. we've only got the attacking players, so we've got to attack. We'll yeah. take that all day, won't it? We'll take it all day. But you, I, I think it's ironic that you know West Ham potentially breaking to the top four caused you know one of the biggest schisms in uh, in European football history. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it, was, it was no timing. That was that was, that was proper timing when they knew that West Ham were going to be in the Champions League. No, 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 no. We'll start. We'll start our own <laughs> league now. <laughs> and how have you been? Because obviously you're you're obviously you're talent sports agent and stuff like that. So how's it been like this weird time we live in now? Because obviously bookings and things like that must have gone like. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, well, the Super Super League gave us a bit of a scare last yeah. week because obviously it's just like it's just. Te- absolutely horrendous for football um so i'm yeah. glad obviously that didn't happen um but yeah before that to answer you russ it was um beginning of lockdown it was obviously you know obviously my job is to get kind of talent on tv and kind of connected with brands and stuff like that mm. so when yeah lockdown was here it was uh yeah it was so so quiet and it's a bit scary at the beginning thinking like yeah. well how long is yeah. this gonna last so obviously yeah. no tv bookings and and no um yeah, obviously brands have slashed their budgets and yep. stuff like that. So yeah, it's been um, it it was difficult, but as soon as the season was up and running, um, yeah, things just picked up and um, mm. yeah, it's, it's all it's all okay now. It's all good. Good, good, good. good. And as you said, it, now things are starting to loosen up, and you know, every month there's another there's another sort of road step in Boris's roadmap. It means things open up more, mm. and you exactly. know, obviously we've we've had lot. Obviously we've had some, lots of ex players on. We've had some people with current players. We've had you know celebrities who are you know eastenders or whatever and you know they've had to mm. it's been difficult with all the filming schedules and stuff so hopefully things will start loosening up yeah. a little bit and um yeah it, it feels like there's, there's real light at the end of the tunnel now do you know what i mean not just for west Ham, but for the uk we're, we're so well. close we're yeah. so close now i mean uh, you know just just to kind of be out with your friends and family and like large numbers it's you know a year ago it was like that was just the norm, wasn't it? Like going around yeah. to your mums or dads or, or seeing your friends and whatnot in large numbers, going to a pub or whatnot. But now it's like we've been restricted for a whole year. But now it's like you know we're, we're so so close. Um, it is, yeah. So yeah, I, think I have to say bit... you're um. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. No, you go first. I was going to say no, just talking about episodes and stuff. Um, what's the one? Oh, it's the Harry Redknapp. I've not watched loads of your ones, um, but the Harry Redknapp one made me laugh. His dog in the background just kept yapping yeah. and yapping and yapping. I was and thinking, uh, when's yeah. he going to put that dog away? And it just yeah. left. Turns up, yeah. No, we, we had we had a few. <laughs> well, I, think was, I think it was uh, Mac McAvenny had his Dobermans, and yeah, I think I might do a, a sub series. You know, players and their players and their players pooches. and pets. <laughs> yeah, players and pooches. But uh, 
Although I think it's, I think it'll be a, I think when when everything starts to ease up a little bit more, there's going to be a readjustment period, isn't there? Because I mean, even I, I mean, I live in Hornchurch, and I and I, and I walk the dog round, and there's obviously the pubs, and they're heaving outside, and I and I wince. I think always oh, a lot of people mm. there, and it's not really, but yeah. you know, I've you've been sort of what beforehand to now. It's like oh, there's yeah. a lot of people there, and it's like the thought that you know, hopefully by the end of the season, we'll have ten thousand in for the Southampton game. That's amazing, but mm. you're thinking oh, it's yeah. a lot of people. It's like it's from, not from really, nothing to ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. Considering, yeah, yeah, considering how big the stadium is. Yeah. Well, he's, oh, it's like when we had two and a half thousand for the Man United game. You know, that was that was mm. weird. Um, yeah. But also potentially, you know, with with you know, we five hundred of them could be away fans as well. And so, mm, yeah, that's a good point. That would be mm. cool. And you know, so it means you know West Brom away. I think that means we could have five hundred. They've moved the games, haven't they? They moved those mm-hmm. the week before, so everyone gets a home game, which I think is really good. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair enough. You know what I mean? So, um, although they didn't do it when. When Liverpool had like so many games, to, they had more of the games than everyone else, didn't they? Because they're tearing. Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, isn't it funny? Yeah, it's funny. Greedy six, <laughs> isn't it? It's a, they kick their toys at the pram, but you know. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely great, man. So uh, we'll see what happens, man. But as you said, been ahead of the season. Whatever happens in it. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, 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 first question. Eleven minutes in. Um, why West Ham, Jason? Why is your club, man? Why West Ham? Well, I blame my dad, actually. Um, yeah, my dad took me to my first ever game. Uh, in fact, funny enough, me and my dad were talking about it this week, actually. Uh, it was Newcastle. I must have literally been about eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, about seven or eight years old. And uh, yeah, he took me to this amazing St. James's Park. It was just incredible. I remember walking up the steps and... And as a kid, obviously, I love football anyway. And obviously, my dad's been a big West Ham fan. But walking up the steps, I don't know what I thought in my head, what it would be like. But when I walked up the steps, I just, my dad's, my dad said my face was literally, my jaw just dropped yeah, to the floor, brilliant. just looking at that pitch and seeing the players. And that's when I got my first, like, connection with West Ham, like, properly. And it was just, oh, it was the best, best feeling. And, and throughout the years, my dad has kindly uh yeah saved up his money and given me bought me like season tickets um over the years and you know upton park was just it's just a real i mean you of all people know what upton park was like it wasn't mm-hmm. speaking being a biased west ham fan it was the best stadium in the world it was just yeah, it was yeah. so compact and it was just absolutely rocking at times that the days of like palo de canio and oh it was just phenomenal we've had our ups and downs obviously getting relegated and and the tears and everything like that but being a west ham fan it's, it's certainly yeah it's like just it's like a roller coaster isn't it but i wouldn't have it any other way it's just, no just no no you wouldn't and, and 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 that's why i think this season of relative success is is so unusual to us because we're so used to the speed bump aren't we respect we you know easily mm. like so example the burnley game i know we're referring to it, but it's most recent but the burnley game you know west ham of old considering we had all these people injured and da, 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 and this person out we would mm. have lost i mean last year we did we lost three nil and roberto had an absolute stinker well, so yeah you know what i mean it could have been a massive curveball that game it could have yeah, been easily. a massive curveball and when they mm. first scored i was like oh here we go again but yeah. it seems to be i mean the, the player recruitment that was done is just player for player i mean lingard has just brought us to a whole new level and we yeah. need to sign him we need to sign him at all costs we have to Definitely. he's just um yeah i think the way we've been playing everything ticks the box this year so uh, you're, you're totally yeah. right you're totally right and i think you're right there was that was a massive potential banana skin for us and 
But then again, you know, it's like you look at like you know, how people look, and it's, even now you look at our running, you got like West Brom, you're thinking, oh, big Sam, oh, ooh, we might want to stick one on us. You think in Brighton, we mm. never play well against Brighton. No, we never and do, think, do we? No, it's just like I know some other teams are looking at our running, going, oh, it's this, they've got a good running. It's mm. not those games though. I, you know, in a weird way, having Liverpool, uh, you know, Tottenham, Arsenal, and those in our last four would be, you know, because we know we turn up for those games, yeah. and well, we hope to. So, yeah, and it, I think because we've had so many of those trials and tribulations that we're always a bit hesitant. We, we you know, we can't, we, we, we don't allow ourselves to dream. Do you know what I mean? We're always it's like, true. and do you know? I've, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head, and I think the way I'm looking at this from the outside, I, well. Well, from the inside, I suppose, being a West Ham mm. fan, but looking at the way it's not like we've pl- we we're a Chelsea or a Liverpool and we've ploughed no. millions and millions and millions into it, and the expectations there, the expectation yeah. for West Ham, if we finished, you know, seventh or eighth, I'd consider that a good season for us, and then to move on for the seasons, you know, in the future, especially from last season, we were just like skirting just above relegation. Yeah. So for us to be in fifth place, I'm thinking, do you know, what? even if we lose every single game for the rest of the season, it's still an unbelievably good season. So I think the players are kind of having that mentality where they're playing with freedom. It's like, get on the ball, express yourself. And I think they Mm. actually are, to be honest with you. Um, Where if the the expectation is kind of up there, where we spent loads of millions and we had a new owner that's just splashed out 400 million pounds on our team, then I think the players would be a little bit more kind of on edge. Um, But yeah, that's just what I think. I think we're playing with a lot of freedom. In a, like yeah, carefree kind of way. Well, yeah, and also it just seems to be, and I know we're talking about <laughs> we finished talking about the, the team, but I think it's important to say that. But I mean, we've got, you know, I think you look at now. I mean, the fact is, you know, in terms of the team spirit and stuff like that. So it's you know they they seem to be just loving their football. And I think that mm. comes through in terms of how they play on the pitch. Um, that Burnley game, it was two one, but you know, I I thought we won five nil. We were literally that good. Um, yeah, we're in and, control. We were in total control. Even when they scored, yeah. I was like, "Nah, oh well." Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. me all season. Yeah, at times we've we've lost the first goal. You know, um, leads away. You know, Fulham. Uh, all these games they score first, and you still think, "Nah, we're all right. We still got a goal mm-hmm. in us." And um, and we yeah. haven't had that for so long. So, and again, the West Hamness in us, which is definitely a verb, I think, in the dictionary, <laughs> it is, is, <laughs> is is that yeah, is that. Uh, you know, even now we're going, oh, we're getting Europe, but our squad's not big enough. We'll struggle next season. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy yeah. this season. We can worry 100%. about that. Do you know what I mean? We're always like, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, got that yeah. back in it. Oh, yeah, we might have done well this season, but next season, well, we're in the Europa yeah. League or whatever. And look at Wolves. Look <laughs> what happened to Wolves. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's just. Oh, no, I fully agree with you. Just enjoy, you know I mean? enjoy this ride. Enjoy this ride. Yeah, enjoy okay. the ride. Because you don't know how long, the, how long the ride will last, isn't it? So, uh, and that's why we're we're probably getting. Pro- I was going to say, we'll probably get relegated next season. So, do you know what I mean? It's one of them where we're up there and we could <laughs> just enjoy it. <laughs> and it's West Ham. That's just West Ham, isn't it? And, and it's almost like, yeah. it's funny, when we had the um, the Newcastle game, I had texts and, and people messaging me going, that's it, we're back. You know, well done, West Ham are back. God, that, that, that sort of brief period where we were doing all right. Oh, we're back. And everyone sort of was relieved that West Ham were like, you know, yeah. not playing well, which was a quite unusual feat. But uh, no, it's... Uh, mm. No, it's good. It's good fun. It's good fun. And, and as you said, no, I love the fact that, you know, your dad got you. And that happens quite a lot. You know, obviously a lot of people, it is a, a hereditary problem, you know, mm. supporting West Ham. Um, <laughs> me, the same as everyone else. But it's but with that, it sort of generates this sort of family atmosphere. And as you said, you know, your, your old man, you and your old man would go to the games and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you have kids and your kids will go. And, 
and, and that's what's important. I don't care. You know, to me, whatever division we're in, we're in. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about the football. And I think that's what people have missed in the last 18 months is that sort of closeness, you know, because you can't get that on, on a on a TV screen. You know, you can't go and meet your mates or a pint in the on the boats or in the supporters club and you know, win or lose, you still do the same things. You'll still go to the pub afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. And regardless of the result and regardless of what what's what's you know, of what division you're in as well. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. um I think people be as you said, be more appreciative of those types of things um when, when everything gets uh, sorted definitely out. so yeah that's pretty good um right let's go let's go, let's go cool. see them let's, 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 go, let's go to the 11 so as i said um everyone we get on the channel uh, apart from harry harry was one of the ones who didn't do 11 actually too busy talking about bobby ferguson who's on the channel very soon um no, he'll be out he'll be on the channel after no you no no this will go out on the friday yeah. so we've already had bobby ferguson on the channel so anyway um so this will go after you so there we go if you haven't seen it go and see bobby ferguson um but anyway um you can pick whoever you want man but the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play otherwise we'd have yeah. all put bobby moore and billy bonds and trevor brook in our That's team thing. we went around to see him so yeah yeah, unfortunately yeah, yeah. i saw manage but i never saw by you know bonzi or uh, bonzo or, or brook in play so mm-hmm. that's why we had that sort of rule so in goal who's in goal finnegan 11 i'm gonna put in ludo mccosco uh, simple reason i mean there's been some good keepers with us um david james i thought was absolutely exceptional to be honest yeah. with you um and he's the one keeper that i probably saw the most of at upton park mm. um you know even even now, um, we've, we, you know, up to date, we've, we've had some great kind of keepers like Fabianski. Um, but for me, Macrosco was the absolute standout. Um, he's played over like 350 games for us, I think. And he's just oh, a yeah. true, yeah, just a consistent keeper. And he was just this big, like, presence. I remember Upton Park watching him, uh, you know, to certain games and he just had this big vocal voice and it was like a real demanding keeper. Um, and then obviously when he retired, he was part of the coaching setup and it was just an integral part of, of West Ham. So yeah, for me, I think, I think Luda, I think that was quite an easy one for me, actually, Luda McGlosko. Sure. And you're right. Yeah. It's just, it was just like a, a big giant of a man, wasn't he really? And a, a gentle giant, you know, everyone who, mm-hmm. if you, if you managed to, to meet him, he's, he's a very, very, very sensitive, very, very caring, kind man. Um, but as you said, just an absolute beast in terms of just his size and domineering presence. Mm. And uh, no, he's yeah, great guy, great guy. Ludo is um, right. Okay, we'll put Ludo in. Uh, defense. Who's your first defender then? Right. Do you know what? I've gone. I don't know if I'm being difficult, but I want. I want to have a three-five-two formation. Oh, hello, hello. Okay, okay. Is, okay, is okay. this possible? Because this is poss- for you, for you, Jason, anything's possible. So yeah, we can do a three-five-two. It's a difficult one because I was looking at the four-four-two and looking at, I'm thinking, mm, there's no standouts in that. And the way I've got these players, like, I'm thinking this is the best formation for them. So, oh, okay. uh, number one like, on, on the left-hand side. I mean, this yeah. is an absolute easy, easy pick for me, Julian Dix, which he's been in every single squad. Yeah, because I had a, I have a four-four-two and I had Julian Dix on the left, but yeah. for me. I'm going for the three, three, five, two. Um, oh, you see, you've got, you've, you've been moisified, haven't you, into this three, five, two formation now. So, yeah, the moisification of, of yeah. West Ham. Right, we'll put Julian. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. What can we say? I mean, about that's, Julian? there's, there's not too much to say about Julian. I mean, less no. is more, really. I mean, what an absolute outstanding um, player he was. It was yeah. just everything. His penalties were just, I remember watching, I think it was the Man United game, and I think he actually yeah. did break the net. It was just, yeah. oh, yeah, it was just an absolute beast of a player um and he had that kind of fear factor there wasn't many kind of 
Fear, you had your Roy Keynes and Vieira's at the late stages, but Julian Dix was that, you know, I think he lost a lot of, um, or kind of in kind of games, I think the, the battles were won with Julian, like mentally, before he even touched the ball, I think. He put mm, that much yeah. kind of fear into players. Uh, but make no mistake about it, he could play as well. Oh, he, yeah. was, um, he didn't used to kind of warm up. He nope. used to literally just come from the changing room, trot out and just play an amazing game and then just trot back. So if if he if he played as well as he did then, could you even imagine if he did things like you know stretching, yeah, <laughs> yoga, yeah, like yeah, do, do you know what I mean? These kind of things he would be, but you know that was that made Julian him. So you can't take that away from him. Um, no. But yeah, for for me, Julian Dix was that was this that was the easiest uh, pick on my team sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And when we, I, I, when I interviewed him, I asked him that question. I said, "You never warmed up." He went, "No, didn't need to." Yeah, you need to. Yeah. Is, in my warm-up, Russ was. I think he had a can of Coke and a Mars bar. And he used to sit in the hot. <laughs> and he used to sit in the hot bath with his boots on, his shorts, or something like that. And it's like it's unthinkable. Just crazy, isn't it? Nowadays, as you said, with That's yoga I mean. and nutritionists. Yeah. And, you know, and he used to, and he used to get. Um, oh, who was it? Oh, I think it was Lou Macari. He stopped him. He he brought in like he was sort of a little bit new age in that, a little bit pre vengerish in terms of, you know no catch not no ketchup but like you know stop drinking cokes mm. and things like that and so i think he he told me a story where he he went to a hotel and like a pre-match and he ordered up two can two pints of coke and they hadn't arrived and he said why not is it he found out the down itself because lou said no 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 yeah. that's right bring them up and like you know nowadays it's like you wouldn't I mean, I've, I've, I've even stopped drinking as much Diet Coke as I used to now. And it's like, you know, and he was a professional mm. football player, but football was a different day there. And he actually asked Harry, Harry asked him to warm up once. And he came back in and went, I've done my hamstring in Harry. And he's like, what? He hadn't, but he just wanted to prove that he didn't have Still to go have. out. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He said there's Stop this one, um, this tr- one training session many years ago. Uh, you hear about the milk float incident? No, 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 no. I think he, he said he was... Um, it was pre-season and I think he did like half the session and he just couldn't be asked to do the rest. It was a running season, uh, running uh, session in pre-season. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just had enough. So he literally just kind of stood on, on the road because they used to go running around the block um, and a milk float went past. And he said, mate, can you just take me around the block back to the training ground? And he said, for you, Julian, I'll do anything. So he jumped on a milk float, went all the way ra- back rounds and uh, yeah, he went back to the training pitch. <laughs> but that just shows you like the kind of Stories, me, 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 me saying like he, he, he was an amazing player. Imagine what he could be like if he kind of ate well, drunk well, yoga yeah. and all that stuff. But having said that on the flip side, if he did do all that, it may have taken a few things away from him. So yeah, no, I it's totally like Wayne, agree. Wayne Rooney, you know, Rooney was just, you know, an aggressive kind of player and he didn't have the best mm. kind of diets and stuff like that. But again, it's one of them things. If you take that aggressiveness out of someone like Wayne Rooney, he's he's not the same player. Yeah, um, no, he's so true. It, it, might be, it might be the same with Julian. It's a different era right. as well. Yeah, so. you're right. If you took that away from him, he might not have had that, that pit, you know, that, that, that sort of that extra bit. Carefree. Yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. and I and what I love as well is those stories about training and how different, you know, how it is compared to now, you know, and like we have we've interviewed lots of older players as well, like in the sixties, and how they sort of ran like all the way around like Epping Forest and and Hainault for like hours, and then would come back to Chadwell Heath and they'd have a full roast dinner waiting for them, you know, and stuff mm. like that. It's like the last thing I'd want to eat is meat and two veg after having <laughs> yeah. done a 
20 mile run but that's what as if i do a 20 as if i'd run 20 miles but you know what i mean it's like it's, it's just so mm. different and it's so funny how you know just foot how football's just changed and stories i love listening i love interviewing the older players because their stories are fantastic mm. yeah anyway julian's in julian's in we got ludo we got julian's Julian. in who's next yeah um next? i've gone for rio uh um, yeah i was contemplating whether to, to put him in or not but i'm thinking would well, you know what he's he's actually played a lot more than i thought he's played over 150 games yep, um yep. just a rolls royce of a player i would have loved him to stay longer because i remember when we sold him to leeds 18 million it was obviously mm. a, a lot of money but it just shows you the kind of player that he was because obviously he, he moved on to obviously man united and i mean look at him now one of the best defenders in that england's ever exactly. like, to, to produce um it's just a shame we didn't keep the golden boys of you know the rios the lampards the coles the carrick ben johnson Defoe. i mean could you imagine no. uh, but hindsight hindsight's obviously a great thing but i just don't think we well, i know for a fact we didn't utilize the money well enough with rio 18 million no. we bought players like titty kamara and rigabat song and mm-hmm. it was just like we just spunked all the money to be honest with you yeah um so i think harry had a difficult job i think it was still yeah harry was still there then wasn't it yeah 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 um and i know he didn't want to sell him but you know 18 million was a lot of money back then to be he fair was, but yeah it was just one of them where if he had went to man united then then i could have understood it but leeds it wasn't i didn't really kind of understand yeah that, to be yeah i mean leeds was enough again it was it's like it's like leeds you know they were obviously challenging weren't they, they used to be a challenge he's getting to champions league and stuff like that but i know what you mean and especially because leeds and he was only there for a relatively short time at leeds where they flipped yeah. him and doubled them or tripled their money i think mm. about almost 50 million or something like that, wasn't it? um and yeah it was it was that time where anyone who's half decent we'd watch them and then we go they're brilliant but how long until they go you know we had here we had glenn johnson yeah. we said we had lampard we had carricks and joe coles yeah. and defoe's you know and yeah well that team could have been you know we asked harry the same question he said we would have won the league you know and there's nothing to question we wouldn't have won the league potentially but as you said hindsight's a wonderful thing in it and um, and you know yeah. we, we had the, we got the stand we, you know, we made a stand selling mm-hmm. rio mm-hmm. the real so you know it is what it is isn't it so you might never yeah. have had that money to redevelop it so quickly so yeah it's it's one of those all things happen for a reason don't they it's just it's just yeah. difficult i would have just like us to have kind of spent the money a bit more wisely or a lot more wisely to be honest with you yeah um but you know it's one of them things isn't it, it one is, of them it things. is indeed right okay so, we'll so put, yeah so rio's locked in. in yep who's next i've got rio as the sweeper julian on the left uh yeah. and this one was actually a really difficult one for me because i was going to go for steve potts um but i didn't really feel that i saw him enough yeah um and i know he's made a load of you know what over like 400 nearly 500 appearances i think for west ham um and his class is obviously a west ham great um i just feel i put in declan rice Ooh, i don't know he's fresh uh but if you look at i mean he's played 142 games for us so far rio's had 158 so if you think about it it's actually very very similar so i couldn't choose rio without declan and i'm a big fan of declan rice um and I just think he's I just think he's an amazing player. I really, really do. I hope that he stays with us for for a while. If he was to leave, then we're talking absolutely mega bucks. If you if you're talking Harry Maguire for eighty million, I'm sorry, but Declan Rice is hundred million minimum. As crazy as that sounds. So yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere for a while, especially now that so. we've 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 um we've done really well this year. Mm. Uh but yeah, th- this was this was this was a t- uh, difficult one for me. So you've had loads of um when I was because I was originally gonna have four four two 
Um, and then I was thinking about Tim Breaker, maybe pushing on the right, and but I don't know. So I thought, do you know, what? three five two with Rio sweeping, Declan Rice, Julian. I think that's triple threat. It's a good start. I think it's a good triple start, threat. Jason, and you're yeah. right. You're right, Declan. I don't, I don't think there's, you know, uh, until maybe well, until Frank Lampard left Chelsea, I I didn't really assume that I could. As you said, I think now he seems because. He's because he knows that Mark's leaving at the time at the end of the season, the next season as well. It's like I just think there's a natural progression for him as well as a player. And as mm. you said, he's about 140 odd games, and you know, he could easily, easily surpass the likes of Mark, the likes of Potsy, oh, the likes of yeah, yeah, Bobby Moore, potentially bloody Bonzo, you know, like eight, yeah. seven, seven, nine, nine or something ridiculous like that. Mm. You know, and how old he is. And, and, and as you said, because he's, I mean, he's always got the option of when his legs start going of moving back into the center back positions. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. To prolong so, his career, career. So, mm. I mean, that's the thing with, with, with Ricey, because I know obviously he's defensive midfielder for us. Um, and I say defensive midfielder, he, he's more, I wouldn't say box to box, but he does get up a bit, doesn't he? He's yeah, got he's that more, energy. More, yeah. So, and I've seen him at centre back, and, he, and he's, you know, he's just so solid. So I think he's got, um, yeah, flexibility. Exactly what you said, Russ. He, he's he's young, and when his legs do go eventually, whenever that be, in many years to come, um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's inevitable that he drop back. So yeah. for me, I know he's only kind of really, he's not a West Ham legend at the moment, but looking at his appearances and stats and whatnot, he, he's only, you know, about 10, 10 or 12 games behind Rio. So for me, he, he, he fully um, he fully warrants it, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. We'll put a hood deck in. Okay, that's your, that's your back three. Let's go into your, your five or wherever we're going. Let's, who are we going first? All right, so I'm going for the three and middle. So I'm going for, uh, yeah, Mark Noble. Uh, for obvious reasons, he's just been an absolute um, legend of yeah. Um, yeah of West Ham. To be honest with you, um, you had players like Carrick. That I'm thinking Carrick was probably better technically than 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 Mark. Yeah. Um, but play, you know, someone like Mark Noble, I've taken into consideration. Um, you know, the caps he's had for us, the longevity, longevity, what yeah. he's kind of actually delivered for West Ham, and I just think hand in hand. It just makes an obvious pick for me. Um, so yeah, Mark Noble, he's he's coming to the end of it, obviously his career. He's got another year with us, um, but I think more what he's delivered off the pitch as well, rather than just inside. I mean, he's literally West Ham through and through. He, you know, the term running for a wall, he would literally run for a wall yeah. for West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that for me, I, I think that speaks volumes. Um, yeah. If he if he's you know if he couldn't play and he's just played a lot of games, then he doesn't want position. Um, but for me, he can play. He's proved that he can do it, um, and like I said, he's just West Ham through and through. So he is, he is, and 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 what I think people, you know, obviously they people look at, you know, people like uh, you know Billy Bonds and stuff like that, and Bobby Moore. What people forget about Martin Noble is he's one fuck all. You know what I mean? It's like he's he's, he's been for a team. He's he's played yeah. like five. He's yeah, been here yeah. seventeen seasons on a team that has been relegated. A couple of times, and I Bonzo was, and I know, we were relegated sometimes, but they still had some success in terms of you know mm. 90 FA Cup final and and bit more obviously 65 and, and various others. Um, he hasn't had any success really in that respect, yeah. And he's still been here, do you know what I mean? So I think it's great, you know, he, he although he's you know, he hasn't maybe played you know 200 games or 300 games less than than Billy Bonds. Those, those games he's played have been hard. He's had a lot of different yeah. managers, a lot of different regimes as well, and he's still been there and he's still put. That's what I mean. He, he's sti- exactly. And he's 
been relied upon, you know, yeah. time after time, whether that's it being in the Premiership or getting relegated or, you know, he's never kind of slapped in a transfer request or he's never kind of ruffled any feathers. He's just kind of got on with it. Even the last kind of year or two where he hasn't played as much football, mm. he's just he's just got on with it. I never forget that game when um I can't remember who was playing. It might have been was it Man United? I can't remember. But player was down. I think he was losing. And obviously there was only about ten minutes left. But he wanted he wanted to hurry the game up. And and the, whoever the player was, yeah, Man United. Yeah, yeah. Who was it? Was it Man United? Yeah, what was Herrera. It? And, um, I think it was Herrera. He picked up. Is it Herrera? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It was Herrera. And he was just sitting there. And Mark Noble literally just picked him up and physically dragged <laughs> him off the pitch. Um, and it's just one of that. That was the key moment where it was just like, do you know what? You want this so bad. You are literally West Ham through and through. You just get off the pitch and just play football. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just absolute icon. Yeah, absolute totally icon. is, man. Totally is. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll put Nobes in. Who is next? <sighs> this, for me, was a very, very difficult um, difficult position for me because I've gone for a few like in my head. Uh, and I'm still not 100%, to be honest with you, but I'm going to go for him. Um, Frank Lampard. Yeah. Uh, reason why I've gone for Frank, um, he's made 187 appearances for us. Um, is again, it was a lot more than I thought. Obviously, like mm. Rio, you know, the kind of similar appearances. Yeah. Um, and I just feel that he's the way he kind of bounced back at the beginning. Um, never forget that interview with uh, with Harry Redknapp, the famous interview. Harry Redknapp yeah. and Lampard was sitting there. It was a fans forum, and the fans forum were basically saying, just because you're, you know, the, the assistant manager's son, you warrant a place over Scott McCannon or Scott Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, when Harry came out and said that, what he, what he had to say, this guy, this boy is is going to reach the very highest level, and look at him now. Obviously, he didn't yeah. reach those high high levels as he did at Chelsea no. No, to no, West no. Ham, but for me, and I know how hard he works. Like even I used to watch like, I can't really say it, but I used to sneak in Chelsea training grounds. So I used to live near like the Cobham area, and I used to yeah, literally yeah. just watch him. And I probably went about seven, eight times with my friends just watching at the beginning of every single training session. He used to literally just do sprints from the halfway line to the goal. And he did yeah. that before and after. And I've heard that through so many players saying Frank Lampard used to stay behind and work. Because he, yeah, yeah, he wasn't definitely. the most gifted footballer. No, no, no. But it just, that is, he's the absolute epitome of someone, you know, if you want something hard enough, you've got to damn work after it. And mm. he absolutely has. And that's what he delivered for us as well. Yeah. Um, so I think he, yeah, he was someone that, and obviously I've taken into consideration, obviously the amount of money that we've got for him as well. So he's done great for the club. So this, there's a lot of factors gone in with Lampard. It was difficult between um, him, Michael Carrick, and people like John Moncur. John Moncur yeah. was somebody that I was, I was thinking maybe he, he could just pip him. Uh, Steve Lomas, obviously Ian Bishop. Um, but yeah, I think natural, um, or what he's kind of done for West Ham, like ability-wise and, and the natural choice for me is Frank Lampard to be honest with you. Yeah. And the fact yeah, that no, I've, I've seen I've, I've actually seen him a bit more than um I did with, with the others as well. Yeah. So that was another factor. Um, yeah, and you're, yeah, and you're right. And you're right. All, all the ex players do say how he used to train harder than anyone else because he knew he had that sort of weight on his back really and yeah and clearly that benefited his career at Chelsea in England and, and Man City and New York and everywhere else, you know, so mm. fair play to him. Right, okay, we'll put, uh, so we've got yep. Noble, we've got Lampard, who's next? Yep, um, so I've got Noble and Lampard just sitting, and then I've got yep. Joe Cole. I've gone for Joe Cole. Again, this was quite an easy um, an easy pick for me because he's made well over 180 appearances for us, yep. and just, I mean, Joe Cole, like, he <laughs> he was just watching him at Upton Park. He, he was the reason, him and Palazzo Canio, 
they just bought something. It was attacking football and it was just mm. skill. Mm. It was pace. It's like the audacity of the tricks. Um, I didn't see the game, but it was a Coventry youth game that I heard that he just absolutely took the absolute yeah. piss to be honest with you. And he was sort of juggling it on his head and doing kick-ups and just, you can still see some of the clips on, 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 yeah, uh, it's crazy. on mine, but he was just at an absolute different level to be honest with you. Um, Captain West Ham at such a young age. Yeah. Um, I think he got, you know, a lot of stick for leaving West Ham, but equally I, I completely understood it. He wants to win trophies and going to Chelsea, yeah, that was totally. hard to take. But he just wants he didn't go for the money obviously the money probably got a lot more money in the later years at chelsea but yeah, for yeah. me he's someone that i think he just wanted to, to to win trophies and and i don't you know have any kind of grudge on that to be honest with you but for yeah. me he, he he joe cole i remember when i was younger i was playing in a um it was like a youth final myself it's like a school one and uh they asked me what number i wanted to be and i sent them in fields and um i could have had you know well any, any number seven, number eight, whatever number I wanted. Number ten was available. I wanted number twenty six. I was like, "Why would you want number twenty six? Joe Cole. I wanted to be Joe Cole. Number twenty six. Yeah. I had my hair. I shaved my head off. And do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but he had this J. It was oh, a red J. J. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I looked like an absolute twat <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but at the time, I just, I was just so absolutely fascinated with him, and he was just like, I was just incredible. So yeah, Joe, Joe Cole was an easy pick for me. Yeah, um, I'm always yeah, yeah. West Ham. He's just, you know, no, I totally, I, I totally agree with Joe. Totally agree, man. Um, right, okay, so we've got Noble Lampon, Joe in the three. Right, who's yeah. next then? Right, the two wing backs. I've gone for. Right, this is another one. There's always a dilemma with my little picks. So <laughs> left wing back, I've gone for Trevor Sinclair. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was thinking of going on the right, but I'll tell you, I'll explain my reasons why. Um, <laughs> but I put him on the left because he's had 200 appearances for us. And I think when he signed from QPR, I think he, we needed someone like Travis Sinclair. Yeah, we did. More than anybody. You know, we, we played him up front. We played him on the wing. I think he had a few games in the middle. Mm. But he really did a job for us, especially up front when we needed him. And I yeah, just definitely. think he brought that extra quality that we didn't have at the time. Yeah. Um, we got him at a really good fee as well, and I, I'm just a big Trevor Fair fan. And I think what he's done for our club, he still loves us. He speaks very um, yeah, he does highly of us. Um, he's on your pod actually. I watched that episode. He's he's a he's a top boy, um, top boy. Yeah, love him. Uh, yeah, and do you know what? Funny enough, I played in a charity game with him last year, or against him. Sorry, it was him and Danny Murphy in the middle, and I, I couldn't get near him. Like Trevor yeah. Clair, he's still the fittest of the fittest. Technically, he was just bopping it around, and it was just. Honestly, he was just still phenomenal. He just still loves the game. Brilliant, but I think mate. what he's offered for West Ham is flexibility and, and um, yeah, he, he can play in a number of positions. And I think he, he fully deserves, um, you know, to be in my team, to be honest with you. So I think... No, totally. Trev, I, I think he's great, yeah. Trev, uh, he's going in. Love him. No, I love him. He's a top yeah. boy. He's, he's, you know, he's been on a few few things we've done and uh, loves the club. Absolutely adores the club and do, adores the fans, and mm. and you see that there's certain players you know, you mentioned people like Bish and, and people like that, and the way they still interact with their their fan the fans, but you know with the, with with people on Twitter and things like that. But it's yeah. every club he's been at, you know, and 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 Sinks is the same. You know, it's not just West Ham; it is Man City as well. It is QPR mm. with Bish. It's still Walsall. It's still Man City. You yeah. know, and and this and yeah, they're both yeah. I, I think I love mm -hmm. Trev, and we'll get a like. 
because because every time he's in it, he watches most <laughs> of them, and he, and if oh, he's in it, he likes them. So there we go. So there we go. Ah, uh, good man, good so man. Trevor will like it, right? Okay, so we'll put Trevor on the left. Who's going to go on the right then? Right. Do you know what? This is. A, I'm, I'm speaking like I'm at a youthful. I'm showing my age, really. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go for Antonio. Uh, and yep. the reason why I've gone for Antonio, uh, this was this was probably the hardest one for me, actually, this particular position, because I was going to have Trevor Sinclair on the right and on the left. I mean, you've got players like Dimitri Payet. Like, yeah. If we're just talking about raw ability, I would say Payet any day. Yeah, obviously, what he did for yeah, us yeah. that season was absolutely phenomenal. But the way he left us, um, and I don't think he merits the position because um, Payet was only with us for like, what, a year, two years? So yeah. I just don't think he quite, did enough for us um, he did amazing things but I, yeah, just, yeah. I, I just think with what antonio's done i mean again he's had over 175 appearances for us it's crazy and um, he's two off the two off the top all-time score in it premier league that's what that's what i mean that there's yeah. a lot of um stats that people don't actually kind of realize about antonio and that they they don't realize just how good he is obviously mm. he's been doing wonders for us you know up front but he you know when he played on the right you know he played right back right wing he's played left wing before he's just yep. again it, it's the same situation as um as, as trevor sinclair really he Indeed, just offers yeah. us so much um yeah flexibility in, in the way he plays but i think what he's done for west ham and i think he's the kind of player that is loyal, and I think he's going to be with us mm. for a few, few more years. I think he's just, um, he's not yeah, a, he a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big Antonio fan. He's got that likability as well. Yeah, because he, even if he's not scoring, or he's still tenacious, and he's still he gives a hundred percent. And I think that's you know for all teams, you, you need someone like Antonio. And I I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Antonio. Yeah, I am as well. I think when he plays, he he, he makes the team work. He's <laughs> He's critical for the way Moyes plays in his team. And, um, yeah, he's just – when he's on it, he's, there's there's no – honestly, there's, I don't think there's anyone better in yeah, the Premier League. When, he, when he's on it, when he's got that bit between yeah. his teeth, like that half an hour against <laughs> Wolves, where he and, and yeah, obviously the Burnley exactly. game, you know, he, he yeah. terrorises those defenders. Um, mm. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I don't think – it's just so unusual. There's no one else like him in the Premier League. And, no. Um, when he's in the team, he gives us that extra ten percent. He gives us that, that option, don't we? You can see so many times we just like literally punt. It looks like we're aimlessly punting it, but we're just like mm. literally down the channels, isn't it? So and he just yeah. runs it, runs just it. Down give the it channels. to Antonio. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It, it just bumbles yeah. his way through. But um, yeah, no, I think it's great. And just raw, raw pace and raw power. Mm. And and I, and I respect yeah. guys who have come through. You know, like him, Jamie Vardy, people like that who've come through the ranks. You know, they haven't just the lower leagues. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't just yeah, gone yeah. to like an academy when they're mm. seventeen and stayed there or, or twelve or whatever and they worked their way through. He's he's done the hard yards and he, he almost like he, he it's almost like he's appreciating every game he's playing because he knows where he's come mm. from and that makes a huge difference. And um, yeah, no, he's great. Okay, dokie, Antonio yeah. is the right wing back. Okay, uh, up front then, who are we gonna have? Uh, up front, I've gone for Marco Bugas and Savio. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, absolutely joking. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> So, uh, who picked Marco Bugas? Don't tell, shut up. Don't tell me someone's put Someone Marco Bugas. Someone Mar- well, 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 You're Martin absolutely Allen, lying. Martin Allen, Martin Allen tried to pick Marco Bugas. No, he didn't. No, because he, he used to room no with him. Harry, Harry put him in a room with Marco Bugas. You've got, like, Marco Bugas, he's a, like, a weirdo. And then you've got Martin Allen. And he, 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 he ruined them together. Marco Bugas actually turned me down for an interview. That's, that's what he you turned know. That's when you oh, know wow. you've made it. When you've made it, wow. Marco Boogs has turned me down for an interview. Yeah. Anyway. Um, wow. I'm surprised you've no, got his contact details, to be fair. Oh, you know me. You know me, Jason. I've got a lot of fingers and little pies. And um, Amazing. 
Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, who picked Marco Boogers? No. James John. James John from We Are West Ham. He picked Marco Boogers because he has possibly the only Marco Boogers printed shirt in history. Um, because he 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 got his shirt done, okay. and his dad wow. said, "I'll oh, get this. I've just signed this guy called Boogers. Get him on your back." <laughs> He's still got the shirt. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> so, no, on a serious one? note, I've gone for. I mean, there's, there's so many good. I mean, Tevez was. I, I mean, thinking Tevez. I mean, if yeah. we're going for natural ability, if he stayed with us for four or five seasons, he would yep. be in my squad. I don't care if he's playing left back, right, but he'd be in my squad. Um, because what he did for us was was absolutely amazing. I think he singly, you know, he, he single heartedly he saved us from from getting relegated. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, how are we still saved in that stayed in the division without getting points dropped? I do not know. To oh, be fair, know. because yeah. anyway, that that's a different story. But no, I've gone <laughs> for um, I've gone for Tony Cotty. TC. Tony Cotty, TC, yeah. Uh, I remember the first time, I mean, my dad told me so much about him. Um, and I remember watching him on many, many occasions. And he played in a friendly game. Uh, it was actually at Woking, Kingfield Stadium. It was a friendly game. It was many, many years ago. And my dad, I don't know how he got him to do it, but he, he got Tony to meet me before the game. And just to kind of like say hello and, and I remember him shaking my hand and I just I don't think I washed my hand for about three days just, <laughs> I, I idolized him like Tony Cotty especially me being young I played up front at the time and it was just someone I really looked up to yeah and I don't even need to say too much about Tony Cotty obviously McAvenny was a little bit before my time yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My, my dad would have picked him in his team um, because McAvenny and Cotty it was like the York and Cole of, of, of West Ham and it yeah um, but I think Definitely. that was just a bit before my time so many players yeah. like Trevor Brookin and, and players like that. Um, of course, yeah. So, yeah, I think Tony Cotty, that, that was uh, that was an easy easy decision for me. But having said that, there's been so many greats. Like I said, Tevez, Johnny Hartson, he was yeah. another one that was, you know, he, he I've watched him so many times uh, mm. playing for West Ham and, and him and, and uh, Kitson. Yeah. Like, they literally saved us as well from relegation. So they did. They he, did. He, and he, he was really hard to not, not um not at least kind of consider. But for me, yeah, the absolute standout TC because of what he kind of brought West Ham, the goals and uh, just, just everything. He was amazing. Amazing Top to boy. watch. And he got you. Top boy, wasn't so, he? Yeah. Okay, he's in. Who's, who's going to be the last piece of this pie then? My last piece is the one and only, I used to call him God, and I still do, number 10, Paolo Di Canio. He yeah. was... Um, I noticed that his name just flicked up quickly then because you knew who I was going to put. I just knew. I just knew that. <laughs> I, you, you get a feeling. You get a feeling you when you start talking. Come on. Yeah. You can't Some people didn't. Dave, watch David James's one. He forgot to put Paolo in. Um, he forgot? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did, yeah. And I know he forgot because actually afterwards we had, because he was doing some stuff for the club and I know, and the people he was doing, he was doing it with Jack and Chris and Colin. And uh, and they were talking about, he, he, was, he was like, oh yeah, I did, this, I did the thing with Russ. And he, he was like, I forgot Paolo Di Canio. I couldn't believe I forgot Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, he forgot him. He played, he played with him. him. He played with him, as I mean. God's sake. But, uh, I mean, what what can you... Again, less is more. I, I can't run out yeah. of words. To, it's just Paolo Di Canio. What he did for us. Yeah. Again, like I mentioned about watching Joe Cole. Joe Cole and Paolo Di Canio in the same team, for me, mm. it was just... It brought a new dimension to West Ham, and it was just yeah. for me at that time. It was that's what football's about. That's what West Ham fans want to sit, want to see: attacking play, tenacious. You know, we bought it for one point seven million. Remember Harry yeah. Redknapp? You know, I think yeah, was it Peter Story at the time? He, he said, um, "Yeah, would have been." Yeah, was, yeah. was it Terence Brown? Yeah, it might have been Peter Story. I remember Harry Redknapp doing an interview saying, "No, you cannot. Are you crazy? You can't sign Palatinio. He's just pushed over the referee, and it was almost like do not touch him." Yeah, but that's what I love about Harry Redknapp. He just rough, you know, ruffled the the, the diamond, and and I mean, 
look what he's done for us. He, he's literally a club legend. An yeah, absolute legend. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I've got his autobiography, which I've read like two or three times. And he's just, I remember when I first got the autobiography, um, talking about like cans of Coke and stuff earlier, he used to drink a lot of Coke. And he said in his autobiography, he was addicted to, to, to drinking Coca-Cola. Um, and they tried his parents and everybody tried to stop him taking it but he just loved it so much he took it um or drunk drunk it on a daily basis so i remember me at the time thinking oh, i'm only 13 14 i'm gonna do what Canio did that did so i was just drinking cans of coke purely for no other reason just because Paddy's Canio did um but no listen Canio was my absolute um yeah absolute hero there, there was no no comparison uh yeah i just I like to give a, give, give a little mention to uh samasi abu and um, Darnie, remember Darnie? I remember Darnie. We only had it. We only had him for a season, but he, he was someone that, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously they didn't get close to my team, but I think uh, Abu was just a funny player that I just used to. For some reason, I mean, he wasn't the most gifted player, but there was something about Samasi Abu I think, that I, I just. The fact thought... is, I think the fact is because he because you booed him when he came on, you know, and I think because of his, of his name, but yeah, he is. He had, he had crazy eyes, crazy hair. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. And and you never know. He could come up on this. He could he could turn up on the channel. He could turn up. One day. <laughs> I'd love to see some massive everyone. Could there. turn up on the day. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, talk. So, yeah, yeah that's, my, mean. that's my team. No, it's good, man. It's good. I know you mean, but yeah. Paolo, Paolo was just that. He, and again, you said you got like you got Sinclair. You got a lot. Of, you know, there's guys there. There's that era, that red nap era. I just loved as well. I thought it was just such a funny era. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, they're saying a bad team. That ain't a bad team, is it? Let's be honest. That's solid, to be fair. That's solid. I mean, oh, Sin- I Sinclair and Antonio, they're just absolute oh. workhorses. Absolute workhorses. You've got Julian at the back, who's just going to be stern. You've got Rio with the skills and the, the Rolls Royce of a player is. And you've got the skills of um, Joe Cole and Decani up there with the goals of Cotty. Look at that team. Wow. Oh, that's having wow. it. That's having it. And that's, I think, I think that's, that's what we're missing from our team, is, is that striker. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah, if we had a striker, we would be a very dangerous team. How many chances we could? I mean, Antonio yeah. Bessim, although he's got 40, where he is now, 45 Premier League goals, he could have at least another 10, 15 of the shots he's missed mm. this season. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that sort of, oh, we'd, we'd be, we'd be yeah. you know, second, third easily with that team. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Jason, man, it's been lovely. Been, been lovely. Good stuff. Lovely Thanks so much friend. for having me, Russ. Absolute really pleasure. It. It's been fun, and obviously, thanks everyone for watching. Um, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that type of stuff. Myself and from Jason, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Um, get those jabs when you get your reports, when you get your appointments. I've got my second one soon, so that's good. I'm all, I'll be done. I'll be, I'll be all sorted. Um, and from myself mm, and from Jason, uh, come on, you irons, and we'll see you again. Very come on, you irons. Come on, you guys. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Bye bye. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.